Welcome to the Hearers and Doers podcast. I'm Becky Kaiser, and I'll be the host for this show. Do you need a space where you can show up just as you are? This is your place. Dry shampoo, crying kids, messy house, and barking dogs are all welcome here. Do you need a cheerleader who sees all your amazing potential and unique ways God's called and created you? Done, I'm signing up as captain. I'm a certified life coach and Bible teacher with decades of experience who isn't afraid to tell you the truth you need to hear. Some weeks I'll be sharing practical and encouraging and sometimes correcting shows, and other weeks I'll be introducing you to new and old friends. You ready? Let's go, my friend. Cheryl, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I have been wanting to have you on because you are just someone who is so special to me, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, But before we get going, I would love for you to just share a little bit about you. For anyone who doesn't know you, share a little bit about how you spend your days and what you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I think the world of you and I don't think it's an accident that the Lord allowed our paths to cross. And I um, have every expectation that... Um, we are going to do things together. And this yeah. is just one. Yes. So um, my name is Cheryl Luke, and I am the founder of The Mosaic Life. It is a nonprofit whose aim is to help people connect with who God called them to be. I think a lot of times, if I can share a little bit about the why yes, behind please. this organization, a lot of times people are skilled. They are um work, have great jobs. They're raising their families. They are doing all the things. And then they tend to, um, forget who Mm. they are and, or feel like they don't identify with who God called them to be because of life. And I think that my very simple and complicated role right now is to help people identify with themselves. We Mm. identify with everything else in life and we forget to identify with who God called us to be. And so I do that through mentoring, coaching. I have a podcast that um, I've had some of the most amazing people on Mm. in my, in my estimation. And Uh, The goal for that podcast is just to have conversations with ordinary people Mm -hmm. who are doing things in life. And I want to share the struggle because when you see somebody like yourself, Becky, when we look at you, we think that you have it all together and that all your ducks are in a row. And I just want to showcase people's lives and um, the reality of, of, of where we all are Mm -hmm. because we don't have it all together. Right. And we're trying to figure out. Well, I mean, like, out. I have it all together. You you don't have it all together. I'm just kidding. Yes. So you're right. Yes. You know, essentially that's what but what I do. I also work with an organization called Celebrate Recovery. Yes. And it is a Christian based, a Christ centered twelve um, step program. Mm-hmm. And my role there is to is to ensure that people of color know that celebrate recovery exists and that there is a pathway towards freedom, Um, not just from drugs and alcohol, but Mm -hmm. from pornography or control or lying life's issues. Mm -hmm. And so I work on a national level with them and um, yeah, that's, that's what I do day to day. I love it so much. I love celebrate recovery when I, I, before COVID was regularly, probably once a month, every other month in the prisons 
And that was one of the biggest programs that we would encourage women to go into. Mm. And it was the ones who were active in it saw the most freedom. And so that was my first exposure to Celebrate Recovery. And then a church of mine had it. And I was like, oh, this is for everyone. Everyone. And it's for all things because sometimes we look at, you know, like the quote unquote big, big struggles or big sins and we think, well, yeah, those need help, but it's actually in all of our things, whether it's gossip or envy or insecurity, where we right. all need freedom from these things. Exactly. And that's what's that's the beauty that you're talking about of the mosaic mm-hmm. of all pulling it together. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the work that you do, and I love how you pull all types together mm-hmm. so that they have a place and a belonging. Thank you. So, and where do you live? Tell people where you're at. I live in the Austin, Texas area and um, love it here. I love the culture. I love the people. And I attend a church called Summit Worship Center. And I've been there a short time. I'm sure we'll get into that in a minute. But um, my pastors are Eric and Andrea Moore. And um, it's a beautiful, a beautiful congregation here. Awesome. Yes. So just like you said, we are going to get into it a little bit. You had been on staff at a church forever and a day. Yes. And just recently, or I guess it's not really, it feels recently because I feel like Mm -hmm. we were just together, but really the past couple of years, you've made a big transition out of where you have been forever. Can you share a little bit of where you had been and where you are now? Yeah. I served at a church in the Austin area called Shoreline Church, Pastors Rob and Laura Koch, a, an amazing place that's been here for um, about 35 or 37 years. Mm-hmm. And I have been a part of that church, had been a part of that church for about 30 years wow. on staff for 20 and just got to watch God do some amazing um, work there and watch the congregation grow I watched our leadership take us through the pandemic. And um, about seven years ago, I felt a tug on my heart and just knew that my time was coming to an end. And I didn't know what that looked like because I never intended to leave there. Mm -hmm. I, I still call them my pastors and I love them dearly. We still do life together. And, um, but I got more involved with Celebrate Recovery. I have felt a mosaic, the mosaic life in my heart, probably for the past uh, 12 years Mm -hmm. and had been planning it in my heart and figured, you know what, I would just do that and, and CR and in my church and um, would end life. I'd enter heaven from, from that space. But my family attends a different church. My sister, her son, all of my great nieces and nephews, I call them the greats. And (laughs) Um, as my heart shifted in terms of where I needed to plant myself, uh, just in terms of my church, it shifted to Summit. And so it took a long time for me to um, have the conversation with my pastor. And then it took a minute for me after I left to transition to where I am now. And um, it wasn't easy and I had no idea how much of my identity was wrapped up mm-hmm. in what I did. I was on staff. I did women's ministry. I did, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. I was senior staff there and um, really had to work through all of those pieces um, and, and st- still am, honestly. 
But um, this church that I'm going to, it's wonderful. And I sit with my sister every Sunday and she's an executive there. And I have the privilege of watching her lead a um, an amazing group of individuals who are are really making an impact on our city and it's beautiful. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. What has it been like to have gone from being on staff and having this job you did for 20 years that was very clearly defined and came with salary and benefits <laughs> to mm-hmm. then switching into the nonprofit world with coaching and consulting and speaking. Mm-hmm. And now you're juggling lots of different things where there's not a guarantee of anything. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It does. How have you, how have you processed that? And um, yeah, let's start there. Yeah. In a word, clunky, <laughs> extremely clunky, <laughs> clunky. What I'm grateful for, what I'm grateful for is I'm grateful for the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for community. I'm grateful for people who uh, believe in what I'm doing uh, because I am not doing this on my own. I do this with the help of partners who partner with me financially and um, which I don't take lightly, but it provides the the opportunity for others to invest in the lives that I'm investing in. Mm -hmm. And there's a power there Mm -hmm. that I didn't realize existed I don't think I would have understood that had my pastor not, had he not given me through his teaching and the way they live their lives mm-hmm. of, of time, treasure, and talent. Mm-hmm. And um, I am applying that same principle to what I'm doing with the Mosaic Life. I'm not doing it by myself. I have others who are leaders or upcoming leaders in the ministry. And um, it is beautiful and it's clunky. Um, the transition was hard. Mm. Uh, you know, you you walk in to a place after 30 years and you know everybody. For me, it's not about being known. Mm-hmm. I want to know who's around me. I want to know what their lives look like. I want to know um, how to pray for you. Mm-hmm. And so making that transition from knowing people to walking into a place where I knew my family, mm-hmm. I know the pastors, mm-hmm. I have... Um, there are people there that I know, but it it is different walking into a space where um, a, a new space and it's hard. And I had to, Becky, I had, I stayed home a little longer than I probably should have mm-hmm. because that trend, no one teaches you how to transition well. Right. And granted, I'm not young, but I did not know how to do that, make that transition. I didn't know how to do it well. Right. I didn't even know how to end my days in my previous church, mm-hmm. knowing that I was making the transition. I didn't know how to do that well. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm sure that, not that I'm sure, there yeah. are, there's a cleanup that I'm in the process of mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I admit it and listen, life is, life is not easy. Mm-hmm. So I'm in, in this stage of my life. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I am doing the best that I can with the tools that I have to cultivate the relationships mm-hmm. that God has blessed me with. And in that, I have to make amends. I have to build. I have to cultivate. I have to renew. And I'm in that season along with all the other things that I'm doing in life. Mm-hmm. That's good. 
And thank you for being honest with your answer on that, because I think a lot of times, just like what you had mentioned previously, when it's like, when we see other people, we see like someone might've just seen on social media, oh, Cheryl's doing this and she has a podcast and she has Mosaic and Mm -hmm. it's all great. And what we, and then we try to take risks and it's not working out. We're like, well, maybe I'm outside of God's will, or maybe I'm not doing something right. And, um, because in the church, we've always been taught you'll have this peace and things will work out if it's God's plan. And, And instead what we see in the Bible actually is that those who are leaping in faith screw it up a thousand times. And the beauty of God is that he lets us get back up each time and he helps us up and he makes a new path for us. Mm -hmm. And so Cheryl, thank you for sharing that because I I hope somebody is hearing right now that even if they feel like they've screwed up whatever they've leapt into, Mm -hmm. you that doesn't mean that you're in the wrong or that you should just quit or that it's not going to work out because it ju- it just means this is an opportunity to grow. And what I know about you is that God gave you this clunky transition mm-hmm. because now you are going to then, the exponential impact of that mm-hmm. will help so many others not have as clunky of a transition, sure. yeah. you know, because yeah. you're going to be able to say, hey, this this is a better way to say goodbye. And this yeah. is a better way to be kind to yourself as you're mm-hmm. transitioning. So um, thank you for sharing that. That is- you know, I think too about the people who, especially after the pandemic, uh-huh. um, found their way on their couch to watch services online or have yeah. stepped away from church and are trying to find their way back to the building. Mm-hmm. And I can't identify necessarily with why they've stepped away and stayed away. But Becky, I do understand the difficulty that's that's um, aligned with getting back in yes. and getting involved yeah. and and serving because I, I firmly believe that um, the church, the institution, yeah. um, we're called to be a part of that in, in, even if it's just giving, Mm -hmm. but some of us are called to serve physically getting back to that. It ain't no joke, baby girl. (laughs) It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. It's very, very hard to, and as adults, I feel like it's the hardest to make Mm -hmm. community and to build relationships because you've been burned before because you know, it didn't work out. Um, or you know how it could go, or you had something really beautiful and you're like, oh, that's just so much work to to get there again. And I don't want to do that. Um, yeah, it's, but I agree with you. I think, I think there's a lot of people and honestly, our family included where it's like, since COVID, we're like, oh, we could always watch it online or we've had a busy weekend. Let's just stay home more. And, um, we're still involved in at a local church, but it has been a lot easier for us to mm-hmm. skip a Sunday where mm-hmm. before it's like we would have never missed right a exactly pre COVID, and now it's right. like it's almost not optional, but it's it's not as big of a not a faux pas, but you know what I'm trying to say yes. of. I think a lot of us struggle with what does that look like now? Right. How do we reintegrate? And I will say how you said giving for sure, but 
this serving element, like when I, I think when, when you and I had seen each other last, I just experienced some incredible church hurt and we had pulled out of our local, uh, a church that we were involved in locally and we're transitioning into another church. And, um, one of the hard things about transitioning into someplace new is you don't have that place of belonging. Not that you, right. not as an identity of like, I need to be this, but just that being known and knowing is yes. so, that's community. That's how it's life community. And so I will say that if anyone else is feeling that way, serving is the number one way to get plugged in. So like me and my, uh, my husband doesn't love teaching kids, but I, I love teaching little kids Sunday school because I feel like wow. it's just so simplified. Yeah. So me and one of my best girlfriends, we teach a kindergarten and first grade Sunday school oh class gosh. once a month. And it's nice. just, it's a blast. And right. it, it renews every month of like, I love the church. You get to see mm-hmm. the body. You get to encourage the parents at the door. You get to love on these little kids who right. never remember you. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, so I agree with you. Like, it's hard to get plugged in. It is. But it's worth it. I'm glad you talked about your church hurt because I think that there is, and this is probably a whole other conversation. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. I keep going. I do want to acknowledge that there has been a lot of church hurt uh, over time, Mm -hmm. but I would say in especially in the, just in the recent past. Yeah. And for anybody who has been hurt by the church, I, I'd say mm-hmm. so bold to say that we want to acknowledge you and yeah. um, want you to know that um, we're praying for you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's a series that I've been thinking through and praying through to do on the podcast of where to bring in counselors and pastors and other people mm. of, because I, like you, I feel like it's just so prevalent, but we can't yeah. talk about it because we would, nobody would ever want to speak poorly about the church. So then right. it's, it gets hidden more and more. Yeah. Um, I've been thinking about it as well and really want to, I hope you do it. Let me just yeah. say that. I hope you do it. Yeah. Okay, well, I have to uh, I have to share about our Campwell experience, oh, and yes. people aren't gonna be able to see this, but I actually just printed these pictures the other week, Cheryl. Oh my goodness! Oh, I remember that like, moment, right? So there yes. was we went to um, Campwell, and yeah. it is through the Well Summit. You can find them on Instagram. We'll link them in the show notes, and it's this happens. Does it happen twice a year? Yes, twice a year. And it moved to Texas now, right? They moved to Texas. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just the most amazing experience. I went to the very first one they had, and I went to one a couple of years ago. And they help you. It's a six-month process. And right in the middle of the process, you do this like four-day retreat. And you reflect on your life. You process dreaming. You go forward. But it's 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 an experience you can't describe with words. Right. And I typically can describe things with words, but yeah. this one I fail at every single time. But this retreat, I think it was, I don't know if it was two years ago or three years ago. All the years are blur, I feel like post COVID. But I was at this retreat and the picture I just showed Cheryl was our very first night, we were having this outdoor worship service. And I, 
I wanted to be there and I did not want to be at Camp Well at all because we were, it was a season of life for me where we had just experienced this church hurt, which mm. removed our community, removed the people that we had trusted and entrusted. Um, they were gone. The A lot, a lot of hurt with friendships and all that through that. Um, and then ministry-wise, I had just released my, a book, but then I had just ended my relationship with my publisher. And it was just kind of one, it was a season of me just feeling unrest and I wanted to quit everything. <laughs> like I was mm-hmm. hiding so much so that, and you can't see it in the pictures I just showed Cheryl because my back is to the photographer, but I had on this big jacket, this fluffy headband because it was freezing there. We were in Colorado and these giant sunglasses because I, and I was standing in the back. I just wanted, I wanted to not be seen. And at one point in the worship time, they had all the leaders come to the front and they said, if you want to be prayed for, if you have something going on and you want someone to pray for you, our leaders are here for you. And I remember seeing you at the front, Cheryl. (laughs) And, mm-hmm. and feeling, you know, like when that spirit's like, just do yes. it. And I remember sensing in my spirit, go ask Cheryl to pray for you. And I was like, no, there's other people here with bigger things. That's silly. What would I even say? <laughs> I don't even know right now what to, mm-hmm. what to even say I need prayer for. And moments later, boom, like <laughs> there's Cheryl. <laughs> And I don't even know if we'd had a conversation yet in person. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's our first interaction. I love that. Um, And there you were just standing right in front of me. And you said, can I pray for you? And I will never forget that moment for the rest of my life. I actually wrote about it in my book. Um, you, You prayed this prayer and you said, and you had asked me, like, do you, how can I pray for you? And I was like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. And then you're like, okay, I'm praying. And then you would pray and then you'd look up at me and you'd ask me a question or you'd say something and then you'd sense the spirit and then you would just pray again. And it was, it felt like chains, not chains. Cause I wasn't, I didn't feel chained. I felt curled up and I felt like somebody was just kind of like grabbing me by the shoulders and saying, get up, like mm. get up. Yeah. And um, it was so beautiful. So my one, I will forever be unbelievably grateful. That's why I printed the picture. I'm like, I want to put it in a frame in my office so I can see that moment. Um, but I wanted to ask you, how, how have you built your relationship with God so that moments like that, <laughs> you see them? And then how have you had the faith to move forward in them mm-hmm. because I'm not the only one. Like all of us are like, how does Cheryl know? Like, how does she, it's not like you're psychic, but you just, you yeah. see and sense the spirit in a very unique way. Yeah. I have to attribute that to my mother, Florence Luke, who is no longer with us, but I was raised by a woman who knew the Lord and understood the power of the Holy Spirit, the office of the Holy Spirit. And, um, you know, I was, a am a product of charismania and, um, am grateful for that. And I remember in the seventies, late seventies, um, 
just the move of the spirit. Uh, it was, it was something unlike I've ever experienced before. Mm. Um, and I'm going to give you a little bit of my testimony just to kind of show you how God has been at work in my life. But my father left, my mother was sick. She was supposed to die. Um, and she taught us how to cook clean. Uh, she taught us how to do work in the yard and she taught us how to sew in case we were going to become orphans. Wow. But the other thing that she did is she prayed and she didn't teach us. She didn't sit us down and teach us to pray. She prayed. And I believe I caught mm. what I caught, what she knew about the Holy spirit back then. And she was the one that would walk in a grocery store and walk up to a person and say, I don't know you, you don't know me, but blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Can I pray for you? Yeah. And so I got to watch that confidence in Christ. Yeah. And she wasn't always right. Right. And I have to tell you that I believe that the spirit was cultivated in me in a in an early age. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not afraid today. I remember that moment because I walked up to Jen and I said, Where where'd Becky go? Like, where is she? Because I looked for you. Mm -hmm. And we both took a moment to look for you. And I just felt the spirit say, go pray for her. Mm -hmm. And I have just decided at this stage of my life, whether it's the Holy Spirit or it ends up being Cheryl, I'm mm -hmm. going to take the risk. That's good. I'm going to say the thing. If I'm, if I'm wrong, it could have been what I ate last night. <laughs> if I'm right, it's the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? That's good. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That yeah, that I feel like so often in life we are afraid to get it wrong, so we don't. Yeah. And I love that you're like, I'm done fearing that I'm gonna get it wrong. Yes, and I'm just gonna trust that the spirit is leading. Yeah, in this. he's alive and active mm -hmm. in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I am just foolish enough to believe that he speaks. Yeah. Yes. And he does. And he does he through does. you. So Thank you. often. So often. Mm. So speaking of speaking through you, you mentioned Mosaic life earlier. What is Mosaic looking like today? And what? how could others be a part of it? Is it something that's just local? Is it something others can plug into? What's going on with it? So it's kind of multifaceted. I'm currently taking a group of women through a local mentoring experience. Okay. I also coach and mentor virtually. And then in January, I'm going to launch locally um, a program called Relate, which is a journaling program where we are, my sister and I are doing this together, yeah. where we um, teach a five-step journaling process, but also help people relate um, from a more healthy perspective to themselves, others, and to God. And so that's a 10-week study or program that we're going to do. Yeah. And then I'll also do that virtually. I will also do my uh, mentoring experience virtually in 2024. Whoa. So like the group or what does that look like? Or is that one-on-one? -on -one? It's a group. So it's a cohort of about 12 people and we meet monthly. Okay. And during the month, we watch three videos by um, Bible teachers on the on the module that 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 we're presenting that month. Yeah. So they're not just getting my perspective, say on identity. They're getting yeah. different perspectives, and then we come back and 
I want to hear their theology on a specific topic based on what they've learned and what they've studied. So that's a, and then they'll meet with me once a month individually. Awesome. So they could go to the website and put in their info. Is that the best way if they're interested to go to the website? Okay. That's awesome, Cheryl. Thank you. I love it. So many like directions it's going now. Yes. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's why I say clunky because I'm figuring it out. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's good. Like that's, you figure out what works and then you pivot. You don't just stick with something just because. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's good. That's good. Um, so Mosaic, when I've heard you talk about Mosaic, when I've looked at what Mosaic does, it's a lot about community and how to build authentic community and be vulnerable with community. I feel like that's probably the number one thing most women struggle with. Not the number one thing. We all have different struggles, but I think authenticity in today's culture is the primary thing that's lacking. How, and I understand we would you could offer a lot more, I'm sure on your podcast, you offer a lot more information and then in joining the Mosaic Life community, um, women can learn more. But what would you say to women who are like, I I fear being vulnerable or I don't even know, I don't even know how to be vulnerable. Um, or if I am authentic, no one, like I won't have any friends left or I won't belong or I won't fit in. What What do you say to women who are kind of stuck in that space? Yeah. I think a lot of us at some point in our lives are, we, we face that, that reality because, you know, life is hard and things happen. Mm-hmm. I also believe that, um, someone has to go first mm-hmm. in, in terms of sharing what your life looks like. And as difficult as it is, it may be you listener, going to your computer and sending an email and saying, or a text or a DM and just saying, Hey, I've been thinking about you. Can we have coffee? Mm-hmm. You know, and then just share a little bit of your journey. Uh, I, I think that one of the tools, again, I don't know what you believe, but I do believe one of the tools of the enemy is to separate us. Yeah. And we are separated mainly because we, not mainly, but one of the reasons why we're separated is because we're afraid to share our stuff. Mm-hmm. And when we're willing to share what's going on, even if you share a little bit, it gives someone else permission to share the same. Because again, we show up and we look great. We have our little purses, we have our shoes, where our makeup is on, our hair is dressed, and we look, we look like ain't we don't have, we ain't got a care in the world. Yeah, yeah. And our whole lives are. Uh, my little younger friends say, they say um, our life is a dumpster fire, <laughs> but we don't show up like that, and that's okay. Yeah. But I, I think if we're willing to share a little bit of our, just a little bit with somebody it gives them permission and i i i i think you have to be careful right for sure with who you share with and i think you have to start somewhere Mm. community doesn't just happen right i wish it did right but it doesn't so i i would just challenge us i'm going to say us to, uh, to go first and open the door, send an invitation. And, and if you're turned down, go to the next. Mm. That's good. That's really good. I hope everybody else's toes just got stepped on too. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, yeah, we going first, I think is intimidating for a lot of us because you don't know how it's going to turn out. That's right. As you were talking, I was thinking about how sometimes, you know, like we've talked already about a lot of people and the facade that we put on and those sorts of things. But I think there's a trend too, to be like over authentic and real and quote unquote real. And we see that on social media done more to like be funny and get more clicks. I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, And so even in people being authentic, now it's like, we have to be funny in our authenticity (laughs) so that it gets a click. Right. Um, and what, what I was thinking about, though, as you were sharing is Jesus in the garden right before yeah. his crucifixion of he didn't, he didn't share his struggle with the 5,000 on the mountainside, you know, so and he good. didn't share his struggle with the 12 or the 11. He, he took three with him to the garden mm-hmm. and he invited them in to pray with him and to, and then he was, why he did step further into the garden, he was vulnerable enough to like, like it said that he, his tears were so, that yeah. the transliteration of that, I believe is like, it's like a moaning, like the, <laughs> that, like, just yeah. like that's ugly cry. Yes. And then his sweat was blood. Like he let three know how much anguish he felt over mm-hmm. what was about to happen. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, so it be Lord. Yes. Right. Father, you know, and yeah. um, that, that he, mo- that's one of my most favorite visuals of Jesus because he modeled the authenticity we all want. Mm. And while, the grace, though, is the disciples fell asleep on the job, right? Like, Girl, they <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> I, I love so, that. Right. And so what that tells us, though, too, is just like what you said is community takes time and your friends are going to fail you and you're going right. to mess it up, too. Yes. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't invite people in. That's that right. We shouldn't risk vulnerability. Um, and and we shouldn't risk saying, you you don't tell me you just went to sleep on me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I think we should be able to That's good. challenge our friends. You Like you went to sleep and I'm here sweating blood and you fell asleep. Cheryl. I'm about That's to honesty. I'm like, I'm looking for something to throw. <laughs> <laughs> That's honesty. That's true yes. community. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's good. I think. That's good. Our friendships, we need to push further mm-hmm. and not let them settle. Okay. I know we would all want to talk to Cheryl for 12 hours. <laughs> and the great news for you is she has a podcast so you can listen to her beautiful voice. Um, lots more, right? After you're done with this episode, you can hop right over to her podcast. Um, as we wrap up, so we're the Hearers and Doers podcast. So I want to ask you a couple questions. And these are not like spiritual questions. These are just any question. Or you don't have to have a spiritual answer. They're just questions. Is there anything you are hearing right now that you are really loving? Yes. And the answer is spiritual just because of the space that I've been in. Yeah. And I'm hearing about the goodness of God. And because I walked through that difficult season, I, I didn't step away from the Lord, but I just kind of shielded my heart Mm -hmm. from my relationship with him. And then I found myself remembering 
the goodness of God. And it's really brought me back to a place of, uh, in my relationship that is, um, I don't know, established and beautiful. And mm. it, I, I don't feel, I feel like I could talk about the goodness of God forever and a day right now. Wow. That's what I'm hearing. Oh, I love that so mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Um, and is there anything you've been doing lately that you'd recommend? Yes. Oh, I don't know that I would recommend it for everyone. Okay. But the thing that I'm doing right now, again, just don't judge me, but <laughs> I, I am in seminary and I did not think that I would ever do this. And I was invited to be a part of a cohort, which you're aware of. <laughs> and um, I said yes to this. And it has been beautiful to walk with 18 other women who are in ministry, who are leaders um, and um, are doing things in life that are just beautiful. Mm-hmm. But for me to be invited in that, I at this stage of my life, I feel it was a, a gift from God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I am really happy you're doing that. We'll talk about Thank that you. a little bit more when we get off the the, the yeah. podcast because I want to yeah. hear more about that. I have had so much FOMO of the seminary mm. thing when everybody yes. was posting their like back to school pictures. I was like, yes. did I make the wrong choice? Should I have said yes? And then I just, the Lord obviously was like, no, you did what was right for you. It was right. that time. But I am so excited for all of y'all and I can't wait to hear more about the program. And it's just so cool to me that there's so many women like you that are have said yes to this program and there's so many other women who are saying yes to other programs of the the women teachers are qualify not qualifying themselves are educating themselves mm-hmm. in God's truth in theology so that they can share more and share um share greater truth with more people so i'm just i'm grateful for y'all doing that and i love the cohort model of this program is so special and so unifying for the body, you know, right. so unifying for women's ministry that it's lots of different ministries and everybody is working towards the same cause. We are exactly. all in this together. Amen. So Cheryl, thank you for saying yes and coming on. I just love you and your heart. And I know so many women were encouraged today and I just want to Encourage everybody, be sure to go to the show notes and follow Cheryl on Instagram, subscribe to her podcast, join the Mosaic Life, get on that wait list for the cohort in the spring, do all the things because all of us need more Cheryl in our life. So thank you. Being on. Appreciate being here. James one twenty two in the ESV says, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Or the message translation says it even more bluntly. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. This podcast is called Hears and Doers because that's the kind of people we are committing to becoming. Women are men who choose to not just hear what is true, but actually live it out in our day-to-day lives. I'd love to hear your big takeaways from today's episode. Would you share them? Post them on social media and be sure to tag me at Becky Kaiser. And if you love today's episode, don't forget to give it an awesome review because that helps others find the show too. And you can always text the link to friends so they don't miss it either. 
Hope you have an awesome rest of your day, my friend. Love you so.